0: My goodness, welcome the hell back. It's Nick the American, and he is back. He is back. All his female listeners, all his male listeners, guess what? It's episode 16. It's been a while, folks. I apologize. I know you missed me. I missed me. Holy moly. Where the hell was I? Let's see. I took the Griswold family. The Scapini family, a.k.a. the Griswolds, and we went, we flew to Cancun, Mexico. I'd never been on that side of, of Mexico before, only the, the west side, like Mazatlan, Tijuana. We flew to Cancun. We drove, we didn't drive, we got a van, uh, and we, I, it was like an hour and a half drive down the Riviera Maya, the Riviera Maya to Tulum. We stayed at the Bahia Principe. And we had access to different resorts. So it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. It was essentially 11 days. 11 days. Let's see. Some of the takeaways. My family absolutely loved the cenotes. These underground caves. I shouldn't say underground caves. These caves in the jungle with these natural springs that feed them. So we went snorkeling through these cenotes. And you should look them up. Look them up. If you're in Mexico, you absolutely have to do a cenote. We got our snorkels. We got our masks. We've got our flashlights. And these things are 50, 60, 70, 80 feet deep. And they're, they're, they're as clear as day. They're like Lake Chelan in Washington. You can just see right to the bottom. And it's a little freaky. It's a little freaky at first. But you get over it and the weather there, you were talking 95, 96, you know, with high, high humidity. So it wasn't the busy season in Cancun, in the the Riviera Maya area, in the Tulum area, in the Playa del Carmen area. But this was the ultimate refresher. I wish I could go into Cenote every single morning and, you know, take a little shower because holy moly. This was a highlight for the kids. We even went into a bat cave in one of the cenotes, which got a little dicey for me. Not because I don't like bats, because I think they're absolutely wonderful creatures. But my wife pointed out to my middle son, or my youngest son, excuse me, Brady, who, who loves the water and loves snorkeling. And he's, he, you know, he was like a seal. He's constantly you know, underwater. And she's telling him, stop going underwater. Look at all the bat shit on the water. And I I caught a glimpse, and I see this sheen across the water, and I'm like, ooh, okay, this is not the clean cenote. So I don't necessarily recommend the bat cenote, the bat cave, but there are hundreds of cenotes. I don't know, maybe there's thousands all over Mexico. They're in the jungle. They are just, they're just, you know, really, really neat, and I highly recommend them. We also swam with these giant turtles, these huge tortoises and that was pretty cool getting up close you know having to tell my son Brady don't touch the damn tortoises you're not allowed to touch the tortoises uh he's he's like aquaman so the turtles were great the buffets were absolutely disgusting they were disgusting i think uh, i lost a couple of pounds on uh, this vacation we had dinner reservations at different places, and that was great, but oh my goodness, the buffets, I just couldn't handle it. I just could not handle it. I could not wait to get home and get a McDonald's cheeseburger. I'm not kidding. That's what I needed. That's what I needed. So a couple take a couple more takeaways here. One, w- when you're going to Mexico, when you're going to Jamaica, when you're going to a super hot climate like that, and you're actually trying to get drunk, you're not going to do it with a pina colada. You're not even going to do it with your typical Jack and Coke. You're not going to do it with a fruit drink that they've got up on the menu or anything like that. you got to start with something strong. Okay, so here's here's what I did. And I learned this after a couple days. You go Johnny Walker Black on the rocks, triple shot. Okay? And you sip that thing. You sip it. And then you have another one. That climate, you're going to sweat it right out. But you have two of those triple Johnny Walker Blacks slowly sipping over the course of a couple hours. Then, then you've got a nice base and then you can order your pina colada, your margarita or whatever. And and, and you, 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 you've got a good base. If if you just sit there and drink a regular Jack and Coke with a, with a, a shot of something, you're going to wonder, what have I been doing? What have I been doing? I've had seven of these and I don't even feel anything because you won't. That climate is just different. And you guys know what I'm talking about if you've been there you've been anywhere hot so i i swear had i have done the uh had i have done two two of those johnny walkers in the states i'd have been dead meat i'd have been dead meat so lastly lastly the i'll close the book on uh uh mexico with make sure you tip your maids make i travel a little bit for work right I've done a lot of travel for work over the course of time And I always feel like it's the maid that never gets tipped. And so in Mexico, we had this little old uh, Hispanic. Obviously, she was a Mexican lady. She's probably, I don't know, 65 to 70 years old. And me and my wife, I told my wife I had a crush on her. Okay. I did and me and my wife, over the course of 10 days, probably gave her $10 a day or gave her a hundred bucks. She probably doesn't make $10 in a day. And to see her reaction, the genuine thank you, you could just feel it. You could see it. And we live in a day and age, you know, so you come back to the States here. You go buy a, you know, your kid a, a bubble tea or a boba tea or whatever the hell they call it. And it's like a $7 drink. And they want, they want to know what kind of tip you want, 15%, 20%, 25%. And you're like, wait a second, I just I just paid up the ass for this stupid drink, this 16-ounce drink, and now and you've got to hit other. You, you have to re- go through some hoops to hit not tip, no tip. Go to an ice cream shop. You just spent like $9 for this little ice cream, and the kids sprinkled on some stuff, and you've got to jump through hoops in order not to tip them again. So, tip your maids. It doesn't matter if you're in Nashville, Tennessee. It doesn't matter if you're in Seattle, Washington, or Cancun, Mexico. Tip your doggone maids. Leave them some money. they got to clean up all your dirty shit. All your dirty shit. Okay? So, all right. Now, I do have to admit. I'm, I'm going I'm to confess something to you. Last couple of days of my trip, I started to get some serious anxiety. I don't know if I had a panic attack, but I was getting I was dealing with serious bouts of anxiety. And I was my, my wife goes through this once in a while, so she was able to talk, talk me through it. Because at some point I thought I was having a heart attack, um, coming home. All I wanted to do was get home. But I kept having these bouts of anxiety, and it was scaring me, it was bothering me. And I think. I have so much on my plate. Coming home, high school football, li- literally, practice starts tomorrow. We've had coaches meetings this week. Practice starts tomorrow. So I've got that on my plate. I really want this podcast to be listened to by people. And, you know, it, 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 it takes up space in my brain. That's another thing on my plate. I still haven't marketed this son of a bitch, right? On top of me owning my own business in Tennessee that's been moving. So I had all of this stuff on my plate, and I really felt like I was having a panic attack, and I was scared, and my, my wife helped me through it. We were at a TGA Fridays at the at the Cancun airport, and she's talking to me through this and saying, You're you're fine, you're you're healthy, everything's okay. It was just a very odd feeling. It was a very odd feeling. And I felt like every, every mile I got closer to home, I got a little bit better. But you know how I really got better? I got home and I got to work. I literally, um, multiple days straight, I just put my head down and I got shit done. And if you've got anxiety, you, you know, I know there's much more serious cases than, than me. But um, put your head down and get shit done. I got football stuff done. I worked a little, I, I didn't do shit on the podcast, right? It's been a while since I've been on. And I, but I, I got spec cam, my business, the business that pays uh, for my family's, you know, meek lifestyle, middle-class lifestyle. I got stuff done on that front. And and that seemed to help me. So my advice to you is, you know, go put your head down and get stuff done. And you might think, hell. You've got so much on your plate. Why don't you take something off? My wife was like, well, maybe you shouldn't do your podcast. Shut up, honey. Shut up. Of course, I'm doing my podcast. But the reason, not only, I love football. I said it was a lifelong dream that I want to coach football. But one of the reasons why I'm coaching football, I'm adding something to my plate. The podcast. I'm adding something to my plate because I believe the more I have on my plate, the better worker I'll be. The more stuff I will get done. And I'm telling you right now, because of coaching football, I'm going to have the best year my company has ever had in 2024. And I know we still got a lot of 2023, to, to, and I've got to finish there. But basically, 2024, in order to have a good year in the pool and spa industry, you got to have a back-end, a good year in 2023. There's something called early buy. And all of your orders that you book – are in at the back end of 2023, not in 2024. So by coaching football, by doing this podcast, I'm going to have the best year of business in my business for my company I've ever had. Because, Because I've got more on my plate. At least that's the theory. Put more on your plate. You can do it. I can do it. You might go through a little bit of anxiety from time to time like I did coming home from Mexico. But put more on your plate. I'm going to do it. And I'm, gonna, I'm telling you, Nick Scapini is going to have the best damn 365 days he's ever had in business. Okay? Okay? Okay. <laughs> put more on the damn plate. As, as I, as I uh, do episode 16 of this podcast, Trump has been indicted for the 16th time. Excuse, excuse me. 16th podcast. For the fourth time. I did everything right, and they indicted me. The fourth time. In the state of Georgia. And with justice more, but I, I just want to kind of, in layman's terms, lay out for you what this man, what the king was willing to do, what he was trying to do to stay in office. I had a lot of friends, Republican, Democrat, when, when people were speculating, oh, he'll never leave office if he loses. They would, like, laugh. But, well, what would he do? I mean, what can he do? What could he do? Trump and some of his co-conspirators, Rudy Giuliani and others conspired in seven states to make fake electoral documents Now they told everybody the, the election was rigged they got screwed there was voter fraud, mass voter fraud, mass voter fraud and and the campaign there was repeat it repeat it repeat it and it will become true and it did for so many republicans to this day i don't you know listen to machine gun taylor green i don't know how the election was stolen i just know it was honey it doesn't work like that at some point you got to have evidence 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 but there were 7 states that he lost that he got flipped on they made fake electoral documents they made fake money Okay, they made fake money. The electors in Michigan are going to prison. By the way, they're—I mean, some of these electors may be going to prison. So many people going to prison on behalf of the king. Maybe it's the king's turn. Maybe it's the king's turn. But here's what they wanted to do. In a gist of it, they wanted to take these fake electoral documents that Biden had electoral documents too that were legit. They wanted to give them to Mike Pence. They wanted Mike Pence in front of Congress in the great state of Arizona. The 12 electoral votes, or seven? how many electoral votes Arizona is, go to Donald J. Trump. They wanted Mike Pence to announce those fake documents, which would have, then there would have been chaos in Congress. Democrats would have stood up like, what the fuck? What the fuck? You would have had um, some Republicans, Mitt Romney would have been going. Now wait a second here. Wait a second. What the hell's going on here? Some Republicans would have been like, "Whoa, what's going on?" You'd have had machine gun Taylor Green and Lauren Bobbert and Paul Gosar going, "Yeah, bitch, yeah, Trump's the president." You would have had chaos. That's what he wanted. You would have then had protests, probably riots, probably Americans fighting Americans. And Trump was going to enact the Insurrection Act of 1807 or something like that. This is what was going... This was the plan. This was the plan. This man, the king, was fine with throwing this country into a small-scale guerrilla civil war. Now, Republicans were going to be fighting Democrats. Now, I don't mean like a civil war like back then. But this was going to be a small-scale... A uh, so small-scale civil war, on you know, and if that's what it took, if this is what it takes for me to stay in office, this is what it'll take. No other president, no other president ever—not Bush, not Obama, not Warren Harding, not George Washington—nobody has ever wanted to stay in power so badly. That they would take the country to any bad place. The worst. They would take the country to the fucking cellar. This is what this guy is willing to do. Fake electoral documents. And his only problem was Mike Pence wouldn't do it. Imagine if Trump had Rudy. Had he have appointed Rudy Giuliani as his vice president. Rudy would have taken those fucking fake electoral documents. He would never have certified the election. Ever. We came damn close to some serious shit in this country. All because one guy wants to be king. Reagan didn't want to be king. Obama, he wanted out of the White House. Bush, W. Bush, couldn't get him out of there fast enough. H. Bush, oh, I got beat by Clinton. Bye. Even George fucking Washington, founding father, said, nope, two terms. America doesn't need a king. Well, a zillion years later, man, we almost got one. We almost got one. And if he runs and somehow, some way is elected, one, he's going to pardon himself. But two, he'll never leave office. He will literally never leave. He was already floating a third term. A third goddamn term. Sorry, I used the Lord's name in vain. I think that's the first time I've ever done that. I'm sorry. He was floating a third term on the election trail against Biden. Republicans, please get rid of your kidney stone. Chris Christie's standing up to him. I saw that they uh, got into a little spat. He was calling uh, Christie a fat fuck. Christie, uh, he didn't call him a fat fuck, but... He was calling him fat, making fun of his weight at a rally. And then Christie responded and said, me, see me on the debate stage, say that to my face. I think Christie would literally come over and chal- and, and, and get in his face, invite him. I think that they, they should fight for the, the nomination. If Christie can take him, he can't take me. There's no way, no way that fat fucking woman can take me. No way. If Christie can beat him, why don't we just give him the nomination? I'll take Christie's president Any day of the week. I just want to get out. Hey, I'm a liberal Democrat. It's okay. It's okay. I love Republicans. My friends, my family are Republicans. It's okay. Trump is not a Republican. He is proving every single day he's not even a fucking American. Get rid of your kidney stone, Republicans. Please, oh please, oh please. All right. I get to talk a little um, Bronco football. The Broncos were in the news. Sean Payton made some disparaging remarks about Nathaniel Hackett and, and uh, his coaching, the previous regime, the previous coaching staff. They were the worst, you know, one of the worst staffs ever. And then he was forced to apologize about it. He had too many lattes, he said. The Jets responded, Aaron Rodgers, take my coach's name out your mouth. Take my coach's name out in your mouth. Hey, Aaron Rodgers, shut the fuck up. Shut up. Now, I, I, I don't dislike Aaron Rodgers like a lot of people. But you shut the fuck up. Sean Payton can say and do whatever he wants. And here's why. Sean Payton just didn't call out the coaching regime. He didn't just call it Nathaniel Hackett. We have a, a GM named George Payton. He called out him. We have an ownership group, the Waltons. He called out them. He called out Russell Wilson. He called out everybody, everybody, for the disgusting disaster that was last year's Broncos football. Everybody. Jets fans, Jets coaching staff, Robert Sala. Nobody needs to be upset about this. Hey, just turn on the tape. Watch the Colts game. (laughs) Watch the Seahawks game. Nathaniel Hackett was the worst fucking head coach in Broncos history. We had to literally bring in a second head coach so he could tell Hackett what to do with time management. It was ridiculous. It was a joke. So asking Sean Payton to apologize when he literally ripped everybody. He ripped people in his own home, his own GM, who's still there. He ripped the most, the richest ownership group in NFL, the Walton family. That's the Broncos now ripped his his i want to say franchise quarterback but uh, after watching the the first preseason game friday night against the arizona cardinals i'm telling you i think russell wilson fucking sucks i think he sucks god russ prove me wrong i got to sit here for 10 damn years in seattle and watch you pull magic out your ass but his scrambling ability is gone Hell, his hands might watching him drop the ball on the rollout. His his hands might even have shrunk. No, they're no longer ten and a quarter inch hands. They might be nine and seven eighths. Shit, shit. Sean Payton doesn't need to apologize for anything, anything. Robert Sala, hey, Aaron Rodgers, put on the tape of last year's Broncos football, and I know there should maybe coaches should keep it within coaches. But sometimes, you need to speak to your football team. Here's what the hell went wrong last year. And he didn't sugarcoat anything. Not from Nathaniel Hackett, to the ownership group, to his quarterback, to his GM. As a fan. As a Bronco maniac. Damn, Bronco maniac. I appreciate the honesty, Peyton. Can you... Can you fix Russell Wilson or not? Because, shit, I feel, I'm watching him Friday. Hey, his, he, he, he had four possessions. And I know we missed two long field goals, and then he had the touchdown against the ninth stringers. So technically, he could have scored on three or four possessions. But his first possession sucked. He, he, he rolled he roll out on the first play of the game, and he throws it behind our tight end, Troutman. Jerry Judy is wide open right behind him. Fuck. Even I could see that, Russ. Anyways, go Broncos. <laughs> go Broncos. It's time to move on. Now, I spent a lot of time, and we got to get better at maybe doing these podcasts in real time, but uh, on uh, the Crawford-Spence fight. Terrence Crawford, Errol Spence Jr., two undefeated fighters. So many people in this sport that I consider experts, from Max Kellerman to Steven Bredman Edwards. They, they couldn't make a pick on this fight. I didn't know either. I told you, I bet my daughter, my nine-year-old daughter, and I said, whoever you take, I'll take the other guy. She took Errol Spence. Well, if anybody watched that fight, my, my Bronco cap goes off to Terrence Crawford. Holy shit. Terrence Crawford was in the Matrix. Terrence Crawford threw the equivalent of a perfect game. Terrence Crawford is a bad man. Oh my god! I had a bunch of people over for that fight, and I'm telling you, it was absolutely... I always people ask me who that I want to win, and, and and my answer in big big fights like that is always, I either want a fight of the year, back and forth, crazy ass back and forth fight, or I want, I want, I want a clear winner. I want someone to beat the other's ass, even if it's not, not the guy I'm rooting for. What I don't want is controversy a draw a boring fight something like that and we got a very very clean and clear conclusion terence crawford stand up you son of a bitch you are pound for pound the best fighter in the sport right now and that that's that's always changing it's always changing but i look forward to to you uh maybe fighting one of the charlo bros or I know Boots Ennis is all risk, no reward, and I don't blame you there, buddy. I don't blame you there. But you've earned the right to dictate what the fuck you want to do, Terrence. I've been watching you for so many years. And I finally, I I knew you were great. I didn't know you were an all-time great. I didn't know you were an all-time great. Terrence Crawford is an all-time great. If you haven't seen that fight, just take a look. Take a look at what a perfect game in boxing looks like. Woo! We keep talking sports. That's what Americans do. And I'm, You know what's more American than anything? And I'm telling you what. I was in Mexico, obviously. Told you about that. Normally, I got ESPN Plus like five or six years ago because West Seattle Little League was going to the regional tournament in San Bernardino, California. The Little League World Series, baby. That's what I'm talking about. And so I didn't get to watch any of the regional tournaments. And normally, I watch all the regional tournaments. I try to figure out who's good on the the East Coast, who's good in the Southeast, if there's anybody in the Midwest. You get to see that picture from the Dakotas, North Dakota or South Dakota, I think it was South Dakota, Gavin something last year or the year before. I love the Little League World Series. And it is starting up. We've got Northeast Seattle Little League. Stand up, baby. Northeast Seattle Little League. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. But I I haven't got to do my scouting. I got to watch Northern California versus Southern California play. Southern California won in a tight one. But I haven't got to watch a lot of the teams. I see Cuba's in it for the first time ever. Cuba and Japan are uh, opening up on the international side in the first round. So, there's nothing more American. It ain't Republican, baby. It ain't Democrat, baby. It ain't Whig, and it ain't nihilist. It ain't that other third that doesn't do shit, right? It doesn't vote. It is American as apple pie. The Little League World Series from Williamsport, Pennsylvania starting up. This week, I believe it starts on Thursday. So, maybe, hopefully, we'll have this out by Thursday. I don't know. Scott, get it out by Thursday, son of a bitch. Let's go, baby. Little League World Series nothing better. I'm telling you, there's nothing better than the World Series. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Go Northeast Seattle Little League, baby. Let's go. All right, what else am I going to talk about? What else? Not much. Not much. So, I talked to you guys a little bit about my anxiety and how I'm going to deal with it. Put more on your plate and then go get it. And people will probably say, oh, shit, Nick, that's the ap- absolute wrong way to go about it. Don't put more on your plate if you've got anxiety. Maybe that's not even the right answer. I'm I'm trying to walk through this. But I'm putting more on my plate, which maybe was the reason for my anxiety. And then I'm getting to work. And when I complete tasks, when I get shit done, not only does the anxiety go away, but there's an ecstasy that follows it. Okay? There's an ecstasy that follows it. So, yes, Belinda Carlisle and heaven on earth is part of my religion, but so is put more on your plate. The more on your plate, and this has been a philosophy of mine you know, for a long time, the more on your plate, the more you will get done, and, and, and the better you will feel. It, it feels so good. When I finish one of these podcasts, it feels great. It feels great. There's there's something natural about it that you just can't get from doing anything else. But getting stuff done. And if you're somebody who gets stuff done, you know what I'm talking about. And if you're a procrastinator like I am sometimes, you know what I'm talking about. Fill up that plate, baby. Fill up that plate. Alright, what else? So I'm gonna wrap this up. And I just wanna tell everybody. This is a this is a show that I that I want to unite the American people. I don't want to divide the country. And I know I do a lot of shit talking on Trump and Machine Gun Taylor Green, but they deserve it. They deserve it. And and and, and listen, please. Hunter Biden, I think you're a total piece of shit. Uh, didn't you fuck your brother's wife? Seriously? Seriously? You fucked your dead brother's wife? You piece of shit? So I, I, I want to call out all sorts of, you know, wrong. But I, I, I keep saying it. Americans, I don't give a damn if you're in the Bible Belt in Tennessee. We have this much in common. And we have this much not in common. If, if you're a conservative, do me a favor and go out and buy a six-pack of Bud Light. It's fucking okay. Anheuser-Busch is not a bunch of woke liberals. Go buy a six-pack. And if you're a liberal, it's okay. Go see a Jason Aldean concert if you like Jason Aldean. It's okay. In this country... We will have serious issues, serious issues going forward if we continue and we get consistent with not, not performing, not, not, not doing commerce with people we disagree with. Republicans and Democrats need to do business with each other, and we do every day. But it's scary. It's scary. We live in a polarizing time. Where some of that seems like it's in jeopardy. You don't want to take just red dollars because you're a Republican or blue dollars because you're a, a Democrat. Go buy a pack of six of Bud Light Republicans. Go see a Jason Aldean concert. Libs, okay. Be good to each other. And we, you keep this. I'm going to leave it on this. We are nothing, absolutely nothing like Donald Trump. I will sit down with you. And if you think you're the biggest mega, I'll, I'll show you exactly why we're nothing like Donald Trump. Don't, the divide has to stop. And, and we're never going to love each other politically. That's never going to happen. Stop listening to this guy. Stop boycotting shit forever, right? Anheuser Busch, a classic American company, probably as conservative as all hell, right? All of a sudden, boom, sales are through the you know, sales are in the cellar. Go buy a pack of Bud Light. Jason Aldean. Well, I don't have anything against you. I'd go see your concert. I ate at your restaurant in Nashville, Tennessee. I ate at your restaurant. I'm going back in a month. Maybe I'll do it again. Maybe I'll do my podcast in Jason Alden's restaurant. Americans, stand up. Love one another. A Little bit short today, but fuck it. That's Nick the American, and I'm out of here. Take care, ladies and gentlemen.